already in progress and brought to you by penguins, the adorable waterfowl native to PBS nature documentaries and animated children's programming. What penguins lack in flight, they make up for in waddling around and caring about their eggs. And I'm being told that penguins do not have money and therefore can't sponsor podcasts, which will make invoicing for this advertisement complicated, to say the least. In fact, this week's actual sponsor is Penguin Random House Audio, makers of bespoke, handcrafted audiobooks from every imaginable genre, including sci-fi and fantasy. You can get your favorite Penguin Random House audiobooks on any audiobook platform you already use, like Audible, Barnes & Noble, and Penguin.com. Visit PenguinRandomHouseAudio.com slash Two Girls One Podcast to browse their selection. And now here are the podcast hosts who also waddle around and care for their eggs, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Cooper. Hey guys, so as you know, you can support us on Patreon.com slash 2G1P and at a certain level, there are fucking perks. And this is one of them. Yep, you get shout out on air depending on how much money you give us. Matt, can we get that sweet air horn? Let's thank Melissa Elliott. Thank you, Melissa. Jessica Fox. That is a great name. It really is. I'm picturing us all walking down the runway and like sashaying right now. Um, and I'm picturing Jessica Rabbit, but it's Jessica Fox. But she's a fox. Um, and then and we have someone at an even higher level, which means he also got a thank you video from myself and Jen. That's right. We recorded the two of us, not just our voices. In a softcore porn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> It was, it was not a softcore porn, it's but we that. did record a thank you video, and that could happen to you. But we also want to thank him on air. James, thank you, James. Dozier. Dozier. How Dozier. is your name? This will be a better thank you when you let us know. Thank you so much to our supporters, and we will uh, see you all next time. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One, One podcast. podcast, where we interview the people behind the posts. Um, so, Allie and I, for a long time, have been performing internet content on stage. We use the internet as our script. We'll take things online, perform them completely verbatim as different characters. From there, we made a web series where we interviewed people behind internet communities and posts, went on scripted adventures. It's called Two Girls, One Show. You can find it. You know where. Hoo-ha-ha. Um, that's right. And now we're here making this podcast, Two Girls, One Podcast, just looking at the, inter- not just, we are looking at the interviews, the people behind the posts. You know what show we haven't talked about? I don't what? think we, there's another show we created, which it's not relevant for today's topic, but we created a show called How to Break Up by Text, where we perform and analyze audience members' screenshots. I know. And you get a shot if you submit your screenshot. So it's shots for shots. Also, it's a sad show. No, also it's like how not to, you shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, the, uh, spoiler alert, don't do it. You're an asshole. But yeah. anyway, that, yeah. that show's yeah. a fun one too. Just just talking about things spe- we've been doing. But now about here. shows. Let's talk about this show. This show, oh, this, this show. podcast, <laughs> this one. So. Sorry, guys. I'm, uh, you guys sound really good today. We you sound, sound good. I feel what? like I feel like you're in the room with me. That's how good you sound. You know what? You know what, Matt? That's because we are. Nobody wants to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Let's move on. I, I we are do. sitting in the same know. room, though. That's true. They don't know if we're always sitting in the same mm-hmm. room. That well, why don't you take a wild guess, audience? At what's going on sausage. here? Sausage. <laughs> um, sausage. Let's talk about today's. Let's talk about today's guest. show. So I was browsing the newsy news, and what did you and find? And I fell down this wormhole mm-hmm. that apparently there is a wormhole of fucked up kids videos. Okay, on YouTube specifically. <gasps> YouTube specific. Yeah, it's probably elsewhere, but it's, it's like be elsewhere. You know. You click a video and then there's the sidebar that says you might be interested in this video and this video and this video and kids aren't very discerning because their children and their brains aren't fully formed. You could say and it, they're so dumb. Kids are dumb. Well, the video is autoplay sometimes too, right? Sure. Is that That's, just, yeah, yep. yeah, but I'm saying like as an adult, you might be like, no, actually, I don't want to watch this. As exactly. a kid, the like, kid would just be like, whatever. So people are, I don't know, gaming the system and for views or trying to fuck with children. And they're putting in some messed up content. Yeah, really, really messed up. Like the there was one about um, Elsa on Spider-Man, I think. Mm-hmm. 
I hope you're thinking from, the same yeah. thing I am. Which that's is, from Frozen. Oh, yeah, that's that from is Frozen. actually what that is a scene. It's, she yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Wait, does, and it freezes as freeze? she's pinned. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. so yeah. curious it's about it. It's like on its way out. And it's she thinks a- let it go, so it like unfreezes. Oh, <laughs> let it go, nice. let it go. Got him. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, actually, I hope everyone appreciates that there is something hilarious about. I know, on but if your kids inadvertently find this, maybe you don't want them watching this content. So just be aware it's out there. Um, and it ranges from just like messed up, like things that seem a little off. Yeah. Right. Where you watch it, you're like mm-hmm. that, that Why head of that character doesn't belong to that body of that character. Or it could be really disturbing, like what Ali just described or worse. I think things we've seen of like people getting their eyes gouged out. Uh, so the person that we're speaking to today is KG Orfanides. Uh, they're a writer, freelance, but this particular article was in Wired, and the name of the article is Children's YouTube is Still Churning Out Blood, Suicide, and Cannibalism. So it's that bad. I mean, it can't get that bad. Cannibalism? Cannibalism. What kind of cannibalism? What, 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 what do you mean? There are different flavors? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, also because a lot of kids' <laughs> characters uh, aren't human. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... Is it? Is that by definition a human thing, or is it like well, eating your own kind? Well, there's Peppa Pig eating bacon. Right. Maybe that's what which it's you know, is. bacon is delicious. If I were mm-hmm. a pig, mm-hmm. I might still eat it. You mm. know. So that's what I have to say. Okay. Well. But yeah, YouTube is churning out some fucked up content, and it's dark and sad for the children, but funny for adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty disturbing, personally. Yeah. No, if it was only aimed at adults, though, think mm-hmm. about it. It's just fan fiction, and it's hilarious. Yeah. You know it's just this, that it's for kids. This reminds me of our tickling episode, where I think we talked about inherent in tickling is like this tension between pain and pleasure, where it's like, uh, anyway, the parallel I want to draw is just that like there's this tension between it being a kid's thing and then these very adult things happening that just makes it feel... Maybe that's the the off feeling mm-hmm. that you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really um, wise comment. But all I can, <laughs> all I can think of is can't hold it back anymore. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. It's oh, just okay. it fits with the I lyrics. Like, you know, funny. it's really uh, all right. Well, you're the problem. Huh. Just <laughs> I am the problem. Well, we know that. <laughs> wow. But so it's the content. I, I think that's a good analogy. It's the mm-hmm. content, but also that these videos are engineered to be served surfaced by algorithms so that dumb kids swiping along are just going to be like, I, I know Mickey, I know Elsa, and right. click, and then they watch. Be- if a parent is not intervening or mediating mm-hmm. that, they're right. just going to town on these videos, and they don't know any better. They just think it's the same as the Disney video that they just Right, watched. which is right. actually why it's important uh to, to cover this because I think that most parents aren't regulating it too well also because I think like when parent I mean I'm not a parent but I imagine like when you get frustrated or you need a break and it's like all right I'll let him have the iPad for a little bit and I'll take a break so yep. it's actually like your break time that mm-hmm. that is is when they could find this Correct. Mm-hmm. so yes. but but yeah and I think most people probably don't realize it exists mm-hmm. so PSA don't let your kids go to town on YouTube because yeah. Elsa's peeing on Spider-Man, and it's... And it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, Ali, didn't you work at Disney? I did. I worked at Disney. Uh, I have a little story that's related to today's topic. Uh, Forgive me, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me, God. So when I was 22, my first job out of college was uh, is how I joined the Actors Union. So I did a dinner theater show on Disney property. I don't even want to tell you what it's called, but anyway... (laughs) I want you to tell them. So it's, it's called the Hoopty Doo Review. It's like ah, the campiest show. It's I've at Fort Wilderness. I've seen it too. Yeah. As a kid. Yep. As a kid. Okay. I wasn't in it at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But I may know, but there are people that have been in it for years. Oh, yeah. So I may, I don't know. That's um, cool. Well, I didn't meet any. I was a child. Well, they come down and talk to you. you okay. mean, I mean, whatever. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So it's this dinner theater show at the Fort Wilderness Resort. And uh, yeah, I was 22. I thought I was going to have the best time ever because I was 22 living at Disney World. But it was actually very lonely. But that's because uh, everyone else goes to work at the parks and I would go to work from four to midnight. But that's mm. not the story. The story is that when you work at Disney World, suddenly everybody wants to visit you, <laughs> which is actually really annoying because you have 
I, you can get in the parks for free 365 days a year. And so, um, and there are no lines during the week. And then your friends come flying down on the weekend. That's and not like a lifetime thing, right? That's just when you're working <laughs> there. When you're working there, you yeah, get in for right. free any time. Just checking. Uh-huh. But then it's like your friends fly down every weekend because you are at Disney and have free passes or discounted passes or whatever. And so you have to like fucking spend every weekend waiting in line with guests. But anyway, um, I'm going to just say who it is. My, one of my best friends from home, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. She's like, don't tell this story because I'm still um, an immature wreck and she is like an adult with two children now. But anyway, so (laughs) I love you, girl. So Tracy came down to visit me and we played this game as we walked around the parks, which was who could shock the other one with the foulest thing? while in front of children and so throughout the day oh it was so fun like what i don't think i'd do it now because we're in our 30s i've never heard this story but we would just like you know throughout the day we try to like top each other and say like the most fucked up thing we could while we were like surrounded by children (laughs) well thank you thank you it was fun Uh, it was funny all right so i don't i don't don't like it you're a terrible (laughs) person but i do see the humor i mean look i could, were the kids really paying attention to us? No. Sure. But the point is, like, when you when you were just, like, surrounded by by six-year-olds, that you would just try to say something really foul and top the other person. And we played this throughout the day. And at one point, we were waiting in line. And, I, you know, I, she, the, the goal really is, like, when the person has forgotten that you're playing the game, of course, you come back in. <laughs> so we're standing in line. And Tracy's like, you know what? I'm so glad that we've been friends for so many years. Her delivery was gold. And she was like, you know... Cause we, cause you know, we met when we were like, I don't know, first grade or something. And she's like, it's been such a good weekend visiting you and our friendship is so solid. But like, I just wish that like sometimes like you would let me take a shit on your chest. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I'm out. You won that game. You won the game. You won the game. Everything about her delivery, whatever. I was just... (laughs) shocked it was so good it thank was god so she good. ended that game she, oh my she gosh. killed it she killed it so, so what reaction um, now did you get she's embarrassed kids? and doesn't want anyone to know, know i'm sure but <laughs> although now after the work we do i could top that yeah yeah but at 22 i was young and innocent and shitting on a chest was just <laughs> mind-blowing so her children but like also it was the, it was the way she said it was yeah. insinuating that this happens all the time right we would just could we reverse it? And it was gold. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I don't know that the children like really heard anything, but it was just, it was great. So that's my story well, about actually, Disney on the line, and fucked up um, kids. <laughs> we have a child who remembers that exact moment. <laughs> All right, let's hear from them. <laughs> I was at Splash Mountain. And I was really fucked up. <laughs> that kid would be an adult now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Or a teenager. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Cool. Now that all the listeners hate me, I think it's time for trivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, speaking of things that are inappropriate on YouTube, inappropriate for kids on YouTube, what extremely controversial figure, public figure, has a YouTube channel currently, right now, with 800,000 subscribers? I'm going to give you three choices. A, John J. Velasquez, who was Pablo Escobar's personal hitman, who has confessed 257 killings and arranged more than 3,000 killings. That's choice A. Choice B, Arfin Nesset, a Norwegian serial killer who murdered at least 22 people while working as a nurse. Couldn't these people be arrested? <laughs> if they're talking about it. We can talk about their, their history after, okay. the, after trivia. Or C, Fab Morven, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, half of Millie Vanilli, the disgraced pop group from the 80s that was stripped of their Grammy for lip syncing all of their songs. Oh my God. One of these people, these are all real people. One of these people currently has an active YouTube channel with 800,000 subscribers. Okay, well, I don't know if it's Fab, but one half of Millie Vanilli continued to perform, I believe. So it could potentially be Fab. I think it's gotta be C because the others, like, if they're admitting to these killings, wouldn't they be arrested? One would what, think. Why is everybody standing? <laughs> is there you to know? Is there YouTube in jail? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> from the library? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> is there YouTube on in YouTube? jail? <laughs> We give them a library on YouTube. Go to town. It's a jam, a cafeteria. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with C for that. Okay. Just because I would like it to be C. The others scare the <laughs> shit like, out of me. I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch Fab. Also, yeah, I'm terrified by the others. So, all right, let's go with C. All right, two choices for C: Fab, Morvan, Morvan, uh, half of Millie Vanilli. We will find out the correct answer after the break. So, Jen, I had a very sad thought the other day, which is basically that you only have so many years left in your life. Let's yeah, that's say, true. Let's say we're going to live 50 to 60 more years. How many books do you read in a year? It depends on how much you like reading and how fast you are at reading. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I get it. But like, yeah, but you. So, but we're saying like with the knowledge that we only have 50 or 60, like this should motivate us to read more is Ugh, what you're, you're saying. You're taking us way off track. No. All right. Sorry. Okay, listen. <laughs> I think I could read per year, uh, let's say 15 to 20 books. Okay. 15 to 20 times 50. Go. Oh, God. Uh, 600? Uh, 15? No, that's wrong. No. I don't know. 20 times 50 what? is like 400? Well, guys, you heard it here first. Jen and I don't know how to do math. <laughs> We're good at numbers. Guys, the answer is 750 over 50 Aha. years. Aha. Not Thank because you. I'm good at math. I, I have a calculator app. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, there are a finite number of books we will be reading in the rest of our lives, but there are a billion titles. What do you do? You gotta start reading with your eyes. No, with your ears. I was gonna say, do it with your ears. <laughs> you gotta start reading with your ears. And that'll give you more books to fit into your tiny lifespan. That's right. <laughs> What's so, the solution, Jennifer? What's the solution? Penguin Random House Audio uploads a thousand different titles every single year. They're award-winning. A thousand? A thousand. Every I know. It's, yeah, we can't do That's it in your so lifetime. That's so much more than the number we came up with. Yeah, but I think it happens faster when you read with your ears. So... This month, they're focused on mystery thrillers, and we have The House Swap by Rebecca Fleet. We got An Unwanted Guest by Sherry Lapina. Believe Me by J.P. Delaney. Ali, how many audiobooks do you think you could listen to in a year? I don't know, but it's just like, you know, if you're washing the dishes, doing errands, doing things where you can't necessarily be holding a book, you can keep reading. Check it out. Penguin Random House Audio. Get all your books there. So check out penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash two girls, one podcast. And now a real advertisement entitled iPhone 4S, great condition, $150, Fort Wayne, from the circuit city of the internet, Craigslist. I'm asking $150 for my iPhone 4S. This phone is a release date phone, and it's been taken care of and works like new. No scratches or blemishes. I'm selling it so cheap because the home button has a little bit of a poop smell to it. I used it a lot while on the toilet. Who doesn't use their smartphone while on the toilet, right? A little too much reality, right? Every smartphone on here damn near is gonna be while on the toilet phone. I don't buy used phones for this reason. I'm selling this phone and thought I'd be honest about it. Well, at least he was honest about it, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. You weirdly, although you just told a story about poop, but um, I feel like you don't like poop and humor. Yeah, my story that I just told to me was more about kink than poop i'm not so into <laughs> no wait what are you talking about i love poop stuff what are we poop in the purse the oh sketch. yeah we did a we sketch did a whole sketch about the whole live, someone hiding live poop in her the... purse yeah. and i did the poopra the poop opera oh God, what am i saying you, you love know it. what i don't like that you're thinking of fart, fart jokes, fart jokes. Yeah, i don't like mm, fart jokes not into it yeah yeah all right fair enough that's an odd line also <laughs> i don't know there's something about them that's just so annoying and juvenile <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'm sticking with it you know what i have never taken my phone into the bathroom because i think that's disgusting but everybody does and the weirdest is when you're in the bathroom stall at and people take it in and they're on phone calls and you hear people on business calls i know while they're in Whoa, the stall yeah you, you guys are not in men's bathrooms often i imagine i mean every once in a while every once okay, in a while okay mm-hmm. But the strangest they're thing gross. I, they're they're why are they always so much grosser than women's bathrooms? I, 
Is it that hard? <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. But I'm disturbed They're deeply foul. Yeah. to the point where it's like when it's like boys think it's more fun to piss on the ground than in the toilet. Right? Haha! Or someone's you, gonna have to stand on my pee. You're not in control. Like you can't aim or something. <laughs> like your dick but, is whoa! It's just us. But it's come to the point where it's like. Uh, when my kids have to go to the bathroom in public place, I, I will kind of send my wife because I don't want my children mm, in the men's being. bathroom. But then because you're it's perpetuating disgusting. it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm mindful of that because it's terrible. But like if I've been to the men's bathroom and then my kid's like, I got to go. I'm like, Yo, dude, you got to take them. You don't want to go yeah. in there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Cause there, well, there's also something that I find interesting is the whole debate like that there aren't changing tables in most men's bathrooms. Right. Strange. Yep. So yeah. there was a really great article I read once about this guy saying like, I want to step up and be an equal parent. And this is, Oh, and he like campaigned. He got them put in his church. It was mm-hmm, a really, I don't mm-hmm. know why I clicked on this. It was a very adorable Send story. Send me that. I want to read that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like campaigned to put them in because he's like, I don't have the option. Like every single time this happens, my wife has to go. And it's right. actually, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing mm-hmm. it more and more. I don't know if it's where we live or where we, the places we go. Yeah. I'm sure if you go to a truck stop, it's not going to be there. But like, I, I feel like I remember being surprised at how many there have been. Like pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. in seeing them. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I agree with... Yeah, well, that. in San Francisco, everything's just non-gendered now, actually. Mm-hmm. Really, well, that's, the, that that's pretty... the real answer, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most bathrooms I go into now in San Francisco, one right. room, yeah. with one toilet, yeah, and just, anyone like, can rooms. go into it, and you got all everything you need in there. Yeah, I feel like most restaurants and stuff. That's what it. Is. Don't quote me, but I think mm-hmm. so. Yep, mm-hmm. seems very San Franciscan too. Yeah, yeah. Let's aspire to that future. Yeah, let's do it. Well, yeah. speaking of children. Speaking of trivia, serial killers, serial killers. Today's episode is about inappropriate content for children on YouTube, and there is a YouTuber, a very popular one, who uh, a little controversial, you could say. He has eight hundred thousand subscribers, and is very popular on the platform. Who is this person? You had three choices. One, John J. Velasquez, Pablo Escobar's personal hitman who killed and arranged killings of many people. B, Arfin Nesset, a serial killer from Norway. Or C, Fab Morvan, Morvan, half of Millie Vanilli, the disgraced pop group. You guys both went with with uh, Fab. Fab. Choice C. C. Thinking a serial killer or a hitman could not be entertaining on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) It's not about the legality of it. It's just who... Who would watch? I don't know. know. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Here's my bloody knife. Smash that like button. That's terrible because he actually killed people. (laughs) What's the answer? The correct answer is A. John Velasquez, a Colombian hitman from the Medellin cartel. Who killed how many people? He confessed to 250 plus killings and also, again, this is what is on record of him talking, him admitting himself about 250 killings that he personally did, but also 3000 additional killings that he arranged, including like major like bombings and things that like blew up lots of people. How is he allowed? A. This is Colombia, so so just laws. nobody's coming after him. So he went to jail. <laughs> I, I believe he went to jail. Okay, and he is now, now out, out of jail. So that is obviously troubling in itself. Of like, how could someone who killed two hundred fifty people, three thousand people, be out of jail in any country? Right. Un, uh, unknown. Uh, you know, I'm sure His there's legal is research. Like six months. <laughs> right. Um. Although maybe. And then he reinvented himself on YouTube. Well, maybe he was a small. Maybe he was a medium He's fish. He's a beauty blogger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> this is a huge assumption, but perhaps he cooperated with the authorities and implicated other members of the cartel, oh, and therefore cut a deal and served so ten years, so and then got a. Deep I don't dark. know. I'm I'm speculating, but the fact of the matter is, he is out of prison. And he has a YouTube channel with 800,000 subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> and he vlogs about like Colombian politics. And he basically like rails against the government of like the government's so corrupt and here's why. And it's obviously all in Spanish. And, and It'd be interesting if that's why he ends up getting, I don't know, like because you, someone assassinate. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, he's, he's like a, politi- he's like a political dissident on YouTube and very popular apparently. And uh, I don't understand what's going on in his videos, but they're very simple. Low budget. It's just him and a, like a webcam, a phone cam, just talking about Colombian politics, I guess, in his living room, you know. 
Wow. Way well, to I bring it down, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So welcome to this strange episode. Yeah. All right. Let's get into fucked up YouTube for yeah. kids. And comedy. <laughs> so on the line, we have KG Orphanides, a writer who wrote about disturbing videos for kids on YouTube. Welcome, KG. Hi there. So let's dive right in. Uh, I know that you freelance for a number of publica- publications. We mm-hmm. found you in Wired for your coverage of these uh, fucked up kids videos, for oh, lack yeah. of a better term. So how did you discover this horrible, horrible wormhole? Um, okay. I do owe a certain debt of gratitude to people who've previously dived into the slurry that is, uh, I, I call it Weird Kids YouTube when I have to be sort of um, uh, PG-13, uh, PG but I really like Which you don't up. have to do today. Yeah, <laughs> I really like fucked up kids YouTube. I think we should just cons- uh, just agree on this as a standard industry term going forward. Um, Ready. You heard it here. <laughs> there's been some excellent work done by other people, um, notably an article called um, Something is Wrong on the Internet by James Bridle. Um, who uh, I think was that I think that was the first um, piece about this that got really some uh, really heavy duty um, media coverage um, for the issue. Um, People have been noticing it for a while. Um, I've got a toddler and people who have toddlers will know that when you're doing anything on on the computer, they're very interested. And if you're watching if you're watching something on YouTube, they'll be even more interested, particularly if you have a touch screen. And Basically, there's this whole world of uh, children's videos. YouTube um, and Google uh, dispute this. They say their algorithms can't be gamed. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, I know. Uh, someone is making a very, very good attempt at gaming, at gaming the algorithms. And that was sort of at its peak in 2017, early 2018. There's a former Googler, a Googler, a former YouTube, a former YouTube algorithm, uh, someone who worked on algorithms at YouTube, uh, uh, called uh, Willem Shazlow. And he created a, um, a, a site called Algo Transparency, uh, which and a little uh, script called uh, YouTube Explore that uh, actually looks at what YouTube recommends. And I also leaned on his work quite a bit. Uh, but I think probably the first people to notice this was anyone with a small child who goes on the internet. And did you experience this personally as a parent? Uh, yes, I did. So. The first, I've actually got my testing method, uh, testing methodology, and uh, I have notes that uh, I, I did notice. I did notice this in the company of a small child, and then decided to uh, be a probably awful parent, and then see what happened if I allowed a small child to interact with YouTube on a tablet. Ah, so you experimented I, I, on I, the I, children. Yes, yes, I did. I, I, I carried out experiments on a small child. <laughs> All right, and what happened? Um, Okay, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> or so you say. <laughs> um, so we use standard YouTube app on an Android device without any restrictions on a fresh account pri- uh, primed with a history of ch- standard children's programming like CBBS, Bob Littin, a French channel called Titouni, and uh, videos were variously auto-played, recommended by a channel, or selected from the sidebar by stubby little fingers. Unfortunately, I don't have the tracking history from that because this was sort of very early when I was going, something's a bit weird here. And uh, yeah, at that point, we started noticing there was weird stuff uh, for notably, um, oh, my God, the Finger Family song. If I ever hear the Finger Family song again, it will be too soon. My I am scarred for life by I don't mean to give you PTSD, but can you tell our listeners about the Finger Family song? I can play you a bit of the Finger Family song now, if you like. Yes, let's do it. We're ready to be scarred for life. Daddy Finger, Daddy Finger, where are you? Daddy Finger? Here I am, how do you do? Mommy Finger, Mommy Finger. Okay, I'm stopping that right now. But you have That's no nice. idea nice. how many times I listened to this in the course of this research. I, I breathe. Breathe, KG, breathe. It's okay, you're here with us. You're here with us. Wait, so- that was awful. <laughs> I think I need an adult. Um, but anyway. Wait, so that was one of the first things you found? Uh, yes, and there are millions of permutations of these which have giraffes or the Hulk 
and Elsa, who seemed to be a weirdly popular combination, or Spider-Man, or the Paw Patrol, or Peppa Pig, and they're just these cut, these sort of really cheap 2D animations of a hand with fingers on it and these animated characters, you, just using a stock version of that song and weird animations, and that is standard issue children's YouTube. There are infinite qu- quantities of this shit on there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we have read about way more fucked up stuff and I think we'll get there but what I was wondering is what's so strange about that one like yeah it feels creepy to me but like what is so bad about that there's nothing bad about that that's just where the rabbit hole starts um, ah, okay. Okay. This is this is the this is the sort of stuff that initially takes advantage advantage of, of algorithmic tweaking because the thing is although YouTube have now taken measures to prevent advertising revenues from being made on uh, made on uh, children's videos under many circumstances initially before there were any safety controls get children were a great way of accumulating views and ad views and getting a channel popular because they just they'll just watch stuff they they aren't very discerning they they will stab at anything shiny now where this gets weird is stuff like okay on my on my original uh, research i found st- uh, a number of no- um, similar kind of 2d cardboard uh, cheap an- cheaply animated knockoffs of popular children's franchises except rather than just being uh, nursery rhymes or hide- or hideous modern children's songs or that, that have entered the public psyche and will never again leave us. Um, these have proper narratives, for want of a better word. And so you've got, say, something that purports to be a Mickey Mouse cartoon, except it uses these warped versions of uh, Mickey and Minnie. They're actually, they're actually um, sort of Mickey and Minnie heads stuck onto stock. 2D animation software figures, so that, that so and wandering around the place, and they have little plots. Uh, for example, Minnie Mouse goes to the shopping mall and falls into an escalator and is caught there, and blood spurts everywhere. And the children have, and, and the children, Baby Mickey and Baby Minnie heads, have to go for help from a police officer with a. Mickey Mouse head, and did I mention blood spurts everywhere? So that—that's that, a personal favorite. Um, yeah. Okay, so the, so people are doing this for the clicks and the ad revenue, but then why do you think it gets so fucked up? As is the official term. That is the real question, isn't it? Now, what I actually—I've uh, looked—I—I I did further research on this. I've yet to get anyone to pay me the danger money and psych- and psychological counseling fees I'd require to do really in-depth further research on this but i was curious we're gonna do a crowdfunding campaign for you (laughs) thanks i could do with that (laughs) but i did go looking at 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 where people might be making these i didn't get that far there's a bunch of channels that uh were just spamming versions of the same content and are to this day but it's not clear who stole what from whom because obviously anyone can download anything from youtube and then slap it back on youtube under their own channel name. But uh, there's, I got as far as tracking the Finger Family videos. If you go on Fiverr, people will make you Finger Family videos for like $5. Um, this is obviously, uh, this is obviously uh, animators, uh, many of them working in uh, the global, say in the global south, in India, in Thailand, where you've got people with skills and uh, and cost of living are low, and they will put together these the harmless finger family things but that doesn't get us any closer to um mini Ma- uh, to mini mouse falling into an escalator right right oh. and also who's requesting that these finger family mo- uh, finger family videos get made um anyone who wants to set up a children's a children's channel on youtube we've established so they so ever so there's kind of this understanding among these people that the finger family is like the gateway to the upside down <laughs> No, a lot of people just make finger family videos. Uh, um, a lot of this is down to this is where we get into gaming the algorithm. It's just the people who make the finger family videos use the same techniques as the people who make the fucked up shit. They jam their keep their uh, titles full of keywords, um, and they use t- and they use YouTube tags liberally. So, for example, one what the, uh, a couple from my research earlier today just so I had something vaguely current for you. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse: Lazy to School, Funny Story, Cartoon for Kids by Mickey Mouse. Right? 
Well, that's so interesting because it's like humans now write like robots so that the robots will filter and tag them and upload. Well, you know, so, that, so they'll be recommended. Huh. Also, I think okay. the other thing we're missing here is that, I have, well, rather, the thing I haven't mentioned here is that there's definitely an English as a second language thing going on, or indeed a French as a second language, a German as a second language, a... Um, or even quite a Google trans potentially a Google transla translate aspect for this because I think again these are potentially being churned out by um, animators in uh, uh, in countries with relatively low cost or low costs of living and potentially this is where the gory stuff gets in because if you if you go back and look at Disney's history their stuff wasn't always that wholesome it wasn't always kind of two year old friendly. It might have been quite kid friendly, but you know you've got scare. They they made a fair share of scary cartoons, and let's not even touch the wartime propaganda. To a certain extent, um, with stuff like skits about um, Mickey Mouse babies crying because of grub in belly, Finger Family Song Nursery Rhymes Number Four. Um, that's another one of those real titles. So it's kind of kid grade body horror because of kids, uh, and uh, the image that goes on it no longer shows up in any of the videos that I've seen, but has a doctor leaning over leaning over this hideously swollen Mickey child's belly with visible worms growing through it, right? And I think to a certain extent, these might have been designed based on, say, popular cartoons of the 30s through 60s when they were somewhat um, in the USA when standards there, when cultural standards there were different. Cartoons weren't designed aimed for preschoolers, and uh, filtered then through a, uh, through an entirely third set of cultural values uh, from wherever the animators come from. But that's that's kind of my best possible speculation as to how it gets so fucked but, up. So you think that they are so fucked up because they're going through all these rounds of cultural and filters and language barriers and n not because people maliciously want to fuck with children? Um, right. I mean, that's... I Good, I guess. I, there are some where people maliciously want to fuck with children. Um, uh -huh. They're like the one where Peppa Pig eats bacon, buried in the middle of a Peppa Pig um, sort of. Um, I would call it fan animation, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of a separate phenomenon. I think it's important to sort of divvy these up. You have a the ones that uh, deliberately want to show children horrible things. And I think these are mostly made by teenagers wanting to cause trouble. I say this with authority as someone who used to be a teenager who wanted to cause trouble. It's fun taking stuff that was familiar to you as a kid and warping it and doing dis and doing disgusting things with it. It's hilarious if you if you are of a certain age and fueled by hormones and cheap lager. So that's my going theory. In your research, those. have you found that as well? That that's who's making them? No, I, I like I said, I got as far as I could on uh, the tracking down people who made them because without a budget I can't go around arranging interviews. However, there are enough of the there are enough of that sort that are now clearly marked as parodies that and you know kind of do have the hallmarks of parodies. That that would be my that would be my my informed mm -hmm. guesswork on it. KG, have you spoken with any child psychologists about the potential implications of some of this on on kids' psyches when they're young? Um Yes, and broad consensus is that honestly, it's probably the parents who are getting more dis are more disturbed than the children. Children are are resilient. Also, these aren't really that bad in the grand scheme of things. I mean, while I like citing the one where Minnie, Minnie Mouse falls down uh, falls down an escalator, I think actually kind of worse are. Uh, I encountered one today where. Uh, um, the Minnie Mouse figure gets obsessed with losing weight or binge eats. And I think that's kind of more troubling. I spoke to an educational psychologist called Dan O'Hare, and uh, he highlights that uh, that even research looking into the effect of really explicitly violent media on children is really variable. But a lot of meta-analyses have found that watching violent media doesn't actually lead to any aggressive or violent behavior. That's great. Yeah, I like so it. Children are resilient. This is the good news. Um, this is the episode's over. <laughs> Never mind. Everything's fine. That's we solved great. it. We're done. <laughs> cool. Cool. Thanks for dropping back. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, uh, the significant thing is that not, don't, if people really shouldn't panic. 
your kids probably won't be scarred won't be scarred for life but it's still troubling particularly when it comes to the different youtube platforms while i was doing my research um over at business insider james cook found that the uh, youtube kids app if you went and searched for things about the moon landing or about uh ufos you know which I, I don't know about you guys, but I was really into that stuff when I was a kid. And I would, and you know, seven-year-old me would have been typing. I'm still into that stuff. Right. Just so. Also dinosaurs, but apparently there's nothing too weird involving dinosaurs, creationism notwithstanding. But uh, he found that, uh, are you familiar with David Icke? No. Oh, okay. that mean familiar? Yes. Um, okay. He found that a bunch of David Icke conspiracy theory videos were getting filtered, were getting thrust onto YouTube kids. David Icke used to be a British footballer. And then he had a second career as someone who went around claiming that the world was controlled by lizard people, quite sincerely. It's not oh. where I thought a career in football goes, but that's that's uh that's something it's yep. unique it's hard yep. to find a career after sporting that's true <laughs> yeah. professional athlete what are you gonna do after that you yeah. can't be on the box of kellogg's so you gotta go into lizard people okay cool so his idea is that the royal, british royal family lizard people world leaders lizard people president of the usa lizard people maybe well well that that's one, that one, that one, that one we is, can yeah. get behind probably yeah. not the current one given where his alliances lie but on the other hand i think he just thinks everyone in power is lizard people um there's also this whole thing where um in popular internet culture lizard people is used is widely used as a euphemism for jews which is lovely yeah it's a timeless phenomenon really <laughs> beautiful <laughs> ancient okay Although, to his credit, Ike seems to literally believe they are lizards in skin suits. So, um, Pete, the lizard people, not the Jews. Um, I hope he's not a... Anyway. Yes. Uh, So, uh, that was on the YouTube Kids app itself. To their credit, YouTube have done a lot to clean up a lot of this. I wasn't able to find any of the really disgusting stuff this time around. I didn't do quite so much thorough testing, but I tried really hard and couldn't find anything incredibly gory. So, ah, so you would say since your article, they have cleaned up a lot of your source material? Yeah. Oh, um, I actually handed, great. I handed them my spreadsheet of source material and told them to and, and asked them to please go and do something with it. And I gather a lot of other people have been reporting stuff as well. And they brought in extra moderators. The YouTube Kids app is different in Europe and in the USA. But the European version has finally had the ability to log in as an adult and create a block list, which is nice. It's not very easy to work, but it's still an improvement. Um, Yeah, but also you're going to block thousands of videos. uh, Well, you can limit it to a walled garden. And again, I couldn't really abuse its search functions. You can also disable search functions or its follow functions Mm. to find anything really disgusting. So well done, YouTube. Credit where credit's due. You can disable search, so you can just select what your kids are able to see. Not exactly. It's not whitelistable. This is why I, in real life, I use a third-party app called YouTube, um, which is a whitelist-based oh, YouTube viewing program. Cute, which I get I, it. Yeah, and I think Matt that, is downloading now. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and I really would like to see YouTube add whitelisting because currently they're relying on their whitelisting, which still means you can go potentially go down a playlist uh, black hole. But the worst place it goes is Strange Finger Family videos that I found so far. And also, in response, the video makers seem to be taking out the goriest scenes. For example, I found a re-edited version of the stair- of the escalator scene today in which uh, the Minnie Mouse figure just falls over on the edge of the escalator. Nothing, nothing gross happens. She just trips. Interesting. So they realized that they were being taken down... So they edited out the gory parts because mm-hmm. otherwise it can still get served to children. This is strange. Okay, well, this is great. This is more uplifting than I thought it was going to be because you said it's like not super detrimental for the children no. and YouTube is cleaning it up. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> How do YouTube's algorithms play into this, uh, both on a kid and perhaps adult level? Did they make any changes based on your article? or? Um, I cut. Okay, YouTube's algorithms are a closely guarded secret. That's the, fir- that's the first thing, because obviously if they went public with how their algorithms worked, everyone would be gaming them based on known facts mm-hmm. um, rather, than, rather than guesswork. They've been working with a number of non-governmental organizations and children's charities and, uh, uh, and sundry experts to uh, 
help develop, help train a machine learning system to help work work out what is and isn't appropriate. Um, so, so the robots will decide what is appropriate. Oh yeah, the the robots are going to decide what's okay, what what it's okay for us to watch, what it's okay for our kids to watch, what isn't isn't That's copyrighted. That's how the robot indoctrination begins. Yeah, they yeah. start subconsciously feeding us material about their takeover. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I think I had seen this in your article that some of the videos are created by people. They're not animated. Like it's a, there's one where it's like a family that makes these. Um, a, I a didn't live go. Action. I didn't go much into this uh, because some of it squicks out even me. But yeah, there are lots of people, humans, who dress up in costumes and do YouTube skits. And yes, there are families doing it. And what's really distressing is that uh, in a number of cases, evidence of child abuse of various kinds has been found. So that's probably the darkest thing about children's entertainment on YouTube. Um, okay, this one isn't a family. It was a uh, British-born guy who was based in the USA, and he ran this whole stream, of, it was his whole uh, range of channels aimed at uh, tween girls. And apparently, uh, well, he was just arrested for sexually assaulting a uh, 16-year-old who worked for him. Um, which is very much the dark and distressing undercurrent of what's, go of what's going on with the live action stuff. Obviously, some of the live action stuff is probably just, you know, normal, happily, happy families with normal, happy kids who are happy to see themselves on YouTube. KG, related to, to everything you just said, we have a question from our Discord server. Uh, Inquisitor mm -hmm. Vaughn in our Discord is commenting. There's a, apparently a channel called Seven Awesome Kids, and I don't know if that's uh, related to the channels you were describing, but apparently they've been accused of sort of it's a family and they've been accused of keep making their kids look younger than they are and kind of keeping them looking young. Um, yeah, this is the guy, um, Ian Rylett, his name, who was arrested for child assault, for a sexual assault of a child. Got it. Um, yep. So, so yeah, uh, of a 16 year old in this case, but they have people, they apparently have people between the age of about 12 and 18 working, uh, working on, working on there. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, again, I I haven't personally looked at this one, but they had skits involving girls in swimsuits being ta being gaffer taped to a bed, and you know it's kind of yeah maybe saw that coming. So, right. Yeah. The, the com yeah. The the conversation that we're seeing about this in in our <clears throat> server is both that it's child abuse, obviously, but then a second level of like pedophilia bait. Yeah. And that's a whole nother, and, and clearly there was an arrest or, or whatever. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. They're between eight and 18 years old. And yeah, yeah the guy was I just want to remind everyone arrested. this is a comedy podcast. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for tuning in. Yeah. So this, hey, this at least these, uh, these creepers are uh, publicly displaying themselves. Usually, I thought usually you're supposed to hide your evidence, but now people post it on YouTube. I guess that's good. You said something about all this content being unregulated. Do you think that it should be regulated in some way? And if so, <sighs> okay, that's re a really big and convoluted question because whenever you have, I tend to be big and convoluted. <laughs> I approve. Big and convoluted. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, all there for big and convoluted. Um, yeah, that, that is a complex question, uh, because if you're going to have regulation, who's going to be responsible for the regulation? Uh, I guess most most countries, I don't know what the, what the situation is um, in, the, in the US where, the, where this is most popular, uh, where, you know, uh, which is probably still the biggest market for YouTube. But in most countries, there are broadcast, there are broadcast media regulators and there are unions like Equity that represent on screen talent. And so I suppose the obvious thing to do would be to rope them in. However, um, that's a lot of extra work for those regulators. And there's the question of where the money will be coming from. In Europe, there's been this whole thing about uh, we should hand off all kinds of regulation, notably copyright detection lately, to the platform providers. But then you end up in a who watches the watchman situation. You know, if this stuff is literally making money for these platform providers, and of course they want their platform to not contain distressing content aimed at preschoolers and not to enable people doing dreadful things to their on-screen talent, regardless of, the, of their age. But um, one would assume that independent regulation would probably be better than putting it in the hands of the people who are ultimately making money from this. So, yeah. 
big complex issue probably not enough money to go around so you're saying we'd have to create an independent commission um I would I would say independent regulatory bodies would probably be the way to uh, way to go on this since that model has been successfully used elsewhere not that they aren't without problems on, of their own but uh, and I don't like this whole enthusiasm everyone has for regulating the internet it worries me because um, I'm old enough to remember when the internet really was the proverbial wild west and we all had really terrible animated gif backdrops on our personal websites introducing our pets um mm -hmm. it kind of worries me on a freedom of speech level and it worries me on a question of who we're ceding control to but uh yeah this is what this is kind of the big philosophical quandary of our age i suppose yeah i would mm -hmm. agree with that um well Speaking of philosophical quandaries, uh, let's end this on a on a weird and wacky note. I know it's kind of dark, but what are some of the weirdest combos that you've seen? Because I think I read there's a YouTube kids video where like Elsa is peeing on Mickey Mouse or something, which I know is dark, but also is a little hilarious. <laughs> so what are some of the weirdest combos that you've seen? Just if we all as uh, listeners just like remove kids from the equation, yeah. I, I just want to hear some fucked up combos. Okay, just a second. I do have a spreadsheet of these. So. <laughs> Excellent. Can you email that to me? <laughs> okay. Um, again, I, I, I really do kind of like the uh, very fucked up ones. Uh, so we've got the Mickey baby figures being threatened with tooth extraction with pliers. And, uh, oh. oh, yeah, the one where one of the Paw Patrol... Um, which is this weird authoritarian 3D animated cartoon series involving <laughs> dogs on Netflix that, frankly, I'd rather my child didn't even see the official version of, let alone the knockoffs. Um, my nephews love it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very viral with the under five set. Um, but anyway, yeah, I found a Paw Patrol uh, video where one of the Paw Patrol is led to, uh, finds, uh, believes that his girlfriend member of the Paw Patrol, um, the, 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 token, the token female puppy, um, has died, which is a good positive start. And so he climbs to a high building and throws himself off in his grief, <sighs> which has, wow. uh, which has this, which has this sort of, it, you know, it, ha it, ha it has all the gothic horror tropes. I believe it was a Halloween special. So that, so it's okay then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and any others? Um, today I encountered uh, a bankruptcy-themed uh, Mickey Mouse family video in which uh, the mini-headed uh, mom figure uh, is in hospital and is and has had surgery. She's come through it fine. Whew. And she's presented with a five million dollar medical bill. I believe this is quite tame. <laughs> I, I, I'm given to believe this is quite tame by U.S. standards. But um, anyway, that's educational commentary yeah, on our health so, system. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all pretty realistic to me. Yeah, this seems like legitimate content. Um, and so they have to sell their house. Um, this really nice, almost I, I'd call it, I'd call it a mansion. It, but you know, it has more. I'm European. It has more than three rooms. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, they so they have to sell their house for a thousand dollars somehow. They have to sell their dog, and uh, yes, it's uh, uh, so yeah. It it doesn't really come to a satisfactory conclusion. I'll add most of these are kind of clipped together because they they um, and so you don't get to see full episodes of even these weird ones because they're const the creators are constantly making copyright claims against one another. So yeah, that's that's another favorite. Um, oh, and the one where a husband Mickey character is scolding his wife Mickey, Mickey character over spending all the money on cosmetics. And then he sets up a yard sale selling off her cosmetics. That's so one way to get back at your woman. <laughs> Buying too sale. many cosmetics. I also have a pet favorite knockoff character from these Mickey Mouse, uh, from these not Mickey Mouse videos called Ivy Mouse. She's the romantic rival to Minnie. Uh, and uh, she's, oh shit! Yeah, right. And she wears a green dress to, compared to Minnie's spotted dress. And uh, you can actually find search for her by name, and you'll get this whole thread. This whole thread of videos. 
and you get I things. I wonder where that came from. I have been trying to work that out. If anyone knows where Ivy Mouse comes from, please send a, a uh, please reply to the usual address because I'd love to know. Uh, mm -hmm. So tweet us. <laughs> yeah, tweet. Um, it's a tale as old as time. It's a love triangle. <laughs> That's right. As old as rhyme. So. Uh, yeah, Ivy Mouse. She does things like getting pregnant with Mickey behind Minnie's back, and uh, <laughs> she gets and uh, Mickey Mouse versus Minnie Mouse fight Ivy Mouse in wedding love story with Paw Patrol full episodes. That's actually currently on YouTube. Wow. Um, with the Paw Patrol. That's a with Paw Patrol. Okay, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, it, it's that. It's that. And none of this content would be particularly odd if it was marketed at adults. It's just the... Yeah, it'd still be weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. Mickey's got a mistress, he gets her knocked up, then then they try to kill her. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, but fan fiction, right? Right, right. It's not... Yes, it's not any weirder than fan fiction, although I've seen some very weird fan fiction. There is some <laughs> So there's that. Fan fiction. And finally, there's... Independently of all this stuff, there is a conspiracy theory called Elsagate, which says that this is all an attempt to brainwash children to serve the Illuminati, which ties again into the... Um, lizard people? Uh, also the lizard people, but the mm -hmm. conspiracy theories surrounding the MK Ultra experiments carried out by the US military, which were real and did involve attempting mind control, weird mind control shit on innocent civilians. But... Mm. Wait, what? Did you guys know about this? We knew. We didn't tell you, though. Yeah, we didn't tell you. They're uh, <laughs> carrying out mind control on you. To, uh, we'll take you out back later. <laughs> but there are also conspiracy theories involving it, uh, uh, um, such as that Marilyn Monroe was a um, controlled sex puppet type thing, and it just gets deeply strange. And so the MK Ultra conspiracy nuts have decided that Elsa Gate is definitely the same thing and that they're trying to brainwash our children into having no morals or sexual mores and uh, to generally precipitate some kind of um, apocalypse that is somehow related to loose and easy behaviour, which sounds like my kind of apocalypse on the whole, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, really, that sounds like a fun time. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. That was a lot. That, yeah, was, a that lot was a there. lot. I got to digest that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think ultimately capitalism <laughs> is the is is the responsible party here. If, if you know, capitalism with the candlestick on YouTube. And the Jews. <laughs> it's always the Jews. Inevitably. Has to be. Mm. <laughs> it's my yep. fault. All right. <laughs> All well, right, I got KG. some fucked up kids videos to go make. Um, you may, I thought you were going to say watch. To yeah, make? now okay. I'm going to, because it's the Jews' fault. So <laughs> I'm going to um, take, uh, ooh, uh, Simba. Okay. And um, uh, Gumby. And Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Simba and Gumby, what happens? They get married. Well, he definitely, Simba just like pulls Gumby and stretches him mile long. Yeah, and then blood spurts everywhere. <laughs> and then out pops a baby. It's an Empreg story. <laughs> Thanks, KG. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with us. And we're sorry if we gave you any PTSD. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, that wasn't nearly. Yeah. As sad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But I did have a thought. What, What's your thought? What, a thought was just... Just one? I mean, many, but like a sad thought was like, what if... What if there's what if there's just like some psychologically disturbed people out there who are like working out their own demons through making these videos? But then there's still like marketing them to kids. I guess there's like that extra step of it's like, let me game the algorithm so like as many kids see this as possible. But yeah. Although it sounded like it wasn't... Some of it might not even be necessarily targeting kids so much as they know that they are an easy target to rack up views because right. kids just sort of indiscriminately. But then I think watch that is targeting. Kids. Yeah, but yeah. I mean targeting kids not in like a I want to fuck with children way in it's a like I, want I want many views, views as way. possible. Yeah, but still the Whatever whole thing's the pretty intent. messed up. Yeah. So when I first found this on Wired. I don't I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I was like super fascinated. I was like, holy shit, there's this whole world of fucked up kids videos. But I was a little concerned about it being a pretty dark interview. But it was nice that they mentioned speaking to a child psychologist and that the effects of violent media on kids. What did they say? It was kind of. Like it's not so bad, or is not? It's, it's like mixed. Or it's been studied quite a it's bit. It's been studied, and it's yeah, like yeah. I mean, we'd have to do our own research, I guess. But I was interested to hear KG say 
that in their experience, it's more disturbing for adults to be seeing this. And I'm wondering, too, like when we were reading that article, we were disturbed. Yeah, like like that adults get more upset about it. Right. And when KG was describing like these are weird videos for kids, what is that weirdness? What is that thing that you feel when you watch these videos where you know something is off? Like the ones that are Uncanny Valley, which we were talking about earlier. It's just like they're like, this seems close, but there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the finger one. Just because we have memories of what these should be like from our youth but then also the interesting question of are these videos based on less politically correct or more gruesome video or uh, content that would have been made in the 30s and 40s KG was saying so I'm not sure about that I'd love to learn more about it. I guess the other thing that was interesting is if violent media doesn't really affect kids in the way that we worry that it does that's great but there's still the overall thing of kids are impressionable what kinds of messages are they receiving you know they could be receiving stories about like sharing and you know because they're still they're still learning you know and we were all talking on the break but we're back about the mr rogers documentary which we've all seen um which like he was just so set on the idea that tv the television was brand new and there was so much violent content and he thought it could be used for better means and now we're sort of like seeing that battle play out in a in a significantly worse way on youtube a bigger way uh, a hugely yeah. wider scale yeah it's interesting that he passed away like right before youtube sure uh, and and what occurs to me is it's less about violence we know from psychological studies that violent movies and violent video games don't make us more violent to mr rogers's point and i think your point it's like kids have x hours of day mm-hmm. of their day to consume content so they can watch content about mickey getting mutilated in an escalator Yep. It was many, Matt, but many, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, okay. no, um, they can watch that and to KJ, KG's point that, that may or may not have a detrimental effect on them or they can watch Mr. Rogers and learn about sharing. So as a parent, I'm going to choose. I would rather choose Mr. Rogers. Thank you. Mr. Rogers. Right. Although something else, uh, going back to our very first episode when we learned about furries and there was something he said about coming of age and learning about his sexuality totally. around the time of like Lion King and all these Disney cartoons and that that may be where a lot of the furry phenomenon came from and so you know these things do have some kind of subconscious uh impact on kids i guess mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. i see the idea that it's like if it's violent it's not going to make you violent but think about the bed of media knowledge that you, that we have growing up like what is in the back of your childhood mind that if you think back you're like right i watched nickelodeon and i watched um you know mr rogers and sesame street and those Doug, are all Rugrats, Doug, right yeah. these are all <laughs> shows that have narrative structure and they have maybe they have lessons they're not all educational but they they are they have a quality about them mm-hmm. that made an impression on us and now if a kid at the same age when we were watching them is just watching spider-man and elsa tickle each other and mm-hmm. that's it that's a different like they're coming out of that time with a different perspective on media, narrative. That, that, that's, yeah. that, that's what worries me. I don't worry about kids being psychos. I just worry about like, you, <laughs> you, didn't, should. Get, you didn't watch the good stuff. And, and I'm not being yeah. old of like, we had it good and they had it. There's amazing content on YouTube for kids. Amazing. The best I've ever seen. But if you hand a kid an iPad, they're going to watch Elsa and Spider-Man peeing on each other. They're just going to end up there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Which maybe will be helpful in their potty training time. You don't know. There you go. You don't know. All right. Um, Maybe I'm being closed-minded, but I think you would either have to have a little bit of malicious intent to make something like Elsa peeing on whoever, um, or for you to make that video and equate these children's things with violence or with sexuality to like a, a pretty large extent... You must have your own issues that you need to work through, I would imagine. Well, I, thought, Perhaps. I also thought that KG's response was kind of interesting on the fact that they're the the signs of a teenager, right? Because I do think, like, even us in blogologs, like, we think it's funny that there's, like, the most fucked up pairings, right? Like, we've talked about it before, but we performed the fan fiction with Snape and the Teletubbies, you know? And we when we... Now we're so desensitized, actually, you and I, from the internet. But uh, we were like, oh, my God, this is hilarious and insane. So I could see, and we were already adults. So there is that. <laughs> I think it's actually simpler, and KG said it too, which is the other part that resonated with me. It's capitalism. If you can Wait, make I, I money. Thought, I thought they were kidding. <laughs> n- no, that, no, 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 I don't think so. No, oh, I, I, I know. At the end, we were joking about conspiracy theories, and they said something about capitalism. But yeah, we were talking about how they're doing it for the money and the clicks. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meaning, if if 
you can make money by exploiting children, people will do it. Period. It, on YouTube, human trafficking, pedophilia, like it will it will exist if there is money connected to it. And so these types of content are so juicy, clickable, they're irresistible to algorithms and children, therefore it is an, and they're super cheap to produce, as they, as KG said, mm. boom, it's money. Right. Jen, do you want to make some fucked up kids videos together? Yeah. Uh, they're low, we, low cost. Low budget, um, low bar for what's could, good. Yeah, We sure. can make some weird the daddy finger <laughs> and make some cash, you know, just let it roll. What do you, what do you think? No. <laughs> I'm not going to do what? that with I you. I pitched it. Yeah, Put you it did. Out there. You did. I, I, thought, I thought higher of you until this I moment. It. I like the okay. elevator pitch. You're like at a corporate. Okay, okay take five fingers. One's a daddy finger. <laughs> And it's going to really fuck One's with kids. One's a mommy yeah. finger. The other are Peppa Pig yeah. <laughs> fingers. Oh, something yeah. else that we didn't ask. Uh, where is Disney in all this? Like, do they care? Yes! Uh, yes! If you know, they're tweet you, at us. Where are you, Disney? Mickey. I believe in the other article KG mentioned that James Bridal, I think they said, uh, talked about some production studios actually being behind some of these. So teams of people who would be making these videos, yes. not just yes, solo right. people on their computers. Right. Yeah. Which is a scary thought. But to again, me. money. Yeah. Let's do but an again, expose. Mm. Yes. And so we'll create our own content so they'll trust us. 2G1P Bangalore. We're going undercover. Wait, that sounds really fun. Gonna eat some food. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Whoa, 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 what is the budget for this for this project? <laughs> I don't know. We gotta pitch a device. <laughs> it's the only one that would say yes, I think. Yeah. They'll give us three dollars. <laughs> Well, we want to hear what you have to say about all of this and what your experience has been with these messed up kids videos, fucked the, up kids yeah, videos, as we, term, yeah. you know, came mm-hmm. up with the official term. So tweet at us. I'm at June Bugger. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can also email us, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You please can, email us. Please, we love it. And we I might read it. it on air if it's good. Um, also, you can or call us. Not. Or if it's not. <laughs> you can call us and leave us a voicemail. That number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. And then you can join us in our Discord server and get in on the conversation. If you have questions you would like to ask guests, we try to keep you updated when we have interviews coming up. Uh, so find that it's not Googleable, but you can go to discord.gg slash 2G1P. Finally, contribute to us because we want to keep going and making this podcast. Um, and it, it supports it if you go to our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash 2G1P. Thanks for tuning in. That's right. See ya. Bye. The First One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula and remixed into a finger family sing-along. I mean, edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing on this episode by Logan Yuri. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. And it's supported by Penguin Random House Audio, publishers of your favorite sci-fi and fantasy audiobooks like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Download thousands of award-winning titles in your favorite audiobook app or visit penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash podcast to browse their selection. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. Every smartphone on here damn near is gonna be while on the toilet phone. <laughs>